0: (laughs) Is this becoming a normal thing for you to be drinking every episode?
1: Yes
0: (laughs) We need to do something about it But You can't be drinking all the time and then we're gonna talk about good habits and shit And then you're drinking every fucking day
1: We we shoot this on Sunday afternoon (laughs) Sunday afternoon is the time to be drinking
0: The problem is tomorrow, Monday afternoon, you will be drinking as well
1: Tomorrow evening... Tomorrow, we'll be drinking yeah but not the <laughs> afternoon
0: fuck we need to make an episode just about your drinking habit we need to cut it from the hair maybe we're we're going to do sober november with you
1: we could do an hour-long episode and then we have to take a shot every five minutes
0: of course not! i will die maybe in the first <laughs> within the first 10 minutes we we'll get
1: way more views It'll be anyways
0: great. roll the intro music How's the goodbye people? Welcome to the fourth episode of the Good Vibes Theory. My name is Nelson.
1: My name's Maddie.
0: And we're here to share the good vibes with the world.
1: Empowering people one episode at a time. And we're I, again, I missed one again,
0: little again, bit. Again, motherfucker, fourth episode, you can't learn the fucking intro.
1: Empowering. Empowering and, and- inspiring.
0: Entertaining Entertaining Bro, it's so fucking easy, man
1: <laughs> Next time I feel
0: like we're gonna hit episode 50 And you're still gonna be missing them I'll, I'll get a piece
1: of paper and I'll tie it on the wall <laughs> behind you. <laughs> head
0: Just be high writing yeah.
1: it How are you, Matthew? How was your week? My week's been pretty good We've had the rain come in So that's sort yeah. of, it messed up a couple of my shoots and stuff You too?
0: Yeah, you did change our plans for sure Because um I had a shoot with my boy Guillaume which got canceled because of weather, and then we were meant to go camping.
1: Yes, yeah, so it fully wrecked our weekend. Yeah. Changed what we were doing at the very least. Yeah, so it's been pretty chill, pretty just
0: working on myself, like reading a lot. I finished another book um, for the people that don't know. Uh, I introduced reading last year into my life, and then I was like, holy shit, how? Um, if, have I been missing this great habit and easy way to get information for the most of the most brilliant people on the world? You know, so accessible. It's just a book. You can read it in whatever, one week, two weeks. And then you have, hopefully, the, you know, like the most important lessons of the life of people that you respect, admire, or whatever. So I decided to read this year 24 books, so two books a month, and I'm on my 22nd book, um, which is pretty exciting. Ahead of schedule, yeah, two yeah, months Yeah, to go. I, I think I might be able to read even one extra book or something. Um, let's see how that goes, But and I will be making a YouTube video sharing like the 24 most valuable lessons of all those 24 books but it, it, there's something special man about you know like getting an intimate look of somebody else's life that is you know it, it got to be extraordinary or whatever what whatever we get of them right now but getting the inside information you know i read the book of the nike founder you know phil knight and like, getting to understand everything he went through to make Nike what it is right now in 2020, it's just insane, and it's, like, he started pretty much at the same age that I started, like, that that I figured out, okay, I want to make videos and stuff and at 23, and it took him, you know, all these years to build the empire of Nike, So it's it's very interesting and I highly recommend if, if you don't read, because I, I was one of the people that constantly told myself like, oh, I am i can't be a reader, you know, like I, I can't sit down and just read a book. I'm too active and, you know, I, I, I learn better through visual stuff, through movies, whatever bullshit I told myself that it got me to believe that I couldn't be able to read a book. So that's that's how you program yourself into believing things and then limit yourself it, like in the end you know so at some point i, I just happened to run into one a, a very interesting book and then because of getting into that i was like oh wait so i just need to find books that really resonate with myself you know and then i slowly started figuring out the subjects that I really like and the the information and value I've been getting in the past year and a half or something since I started reading. It's crazy. I feel like you get ahead of whatever you're doing so quickly if you really put the time and effort into building that reading habit.
1: And do you find that when you do reading, it's always physical books or do you do audio books or do you stick your audio to listening to podcasts like? It definitely has to be a physical book.
0: I love listening to podcasts. Like, I, as you know, you also, you're a big podcast listener as well, um, which is another great avenue of getting information, you know, and especially nowadays that we're so busy with, you know, like whenever we have to commute or doing house chores, all these things. So having that option of doing something that doesn't really require that much of brain power and still be learning as well. Because even if you don't, you're not 100% focused on the podcast, you're listening, you're still getting information. You'll pick up little
1: nuggets. Yeah, exactly. But one of the biggest differences between a podcast and a book is a podcast is sort of live, unfiltered, they, they can't put as much thought into mm-hmm. what they're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good to pick up people's thoughts, but a book is, I guess, a lot more thought out. Yeah, for right? sure. But then, because I, I don't read much at all, mm. but do you think audio books, did you have you listen to audiobooks? I
0: haven't, and I'm not really interested in listening to it. I, I feel like I retain better information when I have it in there, like physically on the book. I can even highlight and stuff. I, like I'm not like those kind of people that they're like, oh no, I can't highlight my book. No, no. Oh, if I find something that I want to highlight, we will just do it, you know. So and I also find this little satisfaction thing when you get to finish and close the book and watching like the thickness of the book and knowing that all that information is in, in some way went through my brain you know Mm. you don't remember everything everything exactly how it is laid down on the book but you get the main ideas and it's like holy shit i put all of that in here you know it feels powerful it it all filtered through exactly
1: i guess while you're physically holding a book and looking at it there's you can't distract yourself Mm -hmm. so headphones in you can go do whatever you want yeah so that that's probably the most powerful bit about actually reading i've been um What have I been doing? I've been reading the same book for about two years. (laughs) (laughs) About like five years. The other day,
0: Matthew was like, yeah, I'm I'm actually reading this book or blah, blah, blah. And he starts talking about the book. And I'm like, wait, I haven't seen you read it. When when do you start this book? Oh, like five years ago. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck, Matthew? (laughs) I bought it.
1: I, I was catching a plane over to America and it was dead set at the end of 2017. Yeah. And I did this van trip around um, California and I read like 75% of the book on the trip. Yeah. And And then (laughs) just let it go. Now I read like three pages every three to six months. (laughs) I I just need to actually sit down and do
0: it. How Mm. could you do that, man? Like Mm. I'm the kind of person that when I start something, I need to get it done. It fucks with my head if I start something and then... I don't get it done. Like my brain is telling me you're being a lazy motherfucker or, you know, like, it, like I need to know. I need to know what happened. What happened is like starting something and not know like a movie and not know in the end. I can't be that kind of oh, person.
1: Like that stupid TV series I started the other day. Yeah. Cool. yeah fuck.
0: that, that fucked me so hard man, me mentally. Too.
1: I've tried to look up what the ending is. So what I did, I, it's making a murderer and it said two parts. So I'm like, great. One part, two parts. I watched yeah, he, he bought me into it because he was like, yeah. Oh, it's just a two part of
0: one hour. Like, I'm like, okay, I don't want Matthew. to get into a
1: whole thing. Apparently, they were calling their seasons parts and it's actually got 20 episodes oh, and they no. go for an hour each. No. So, I'd finished two hours and I needed to commit another 18 hours into something I didn't really want to know. Yeah,
0: I, I felt bad after you told me yeah. like, yeah, we need like 18 hours to get it done. I felt bad with myself because I was like, there's no way I'm gonna commit eighteen hours to that because it. <laughs> you know, I realized this was happening like the last episode so much, yeah, like it, the it thing was- falling down constantly, and it's us constantly trying to get it to the to the same place.
1: One day we might get a good background.
0: Yeah, background same still, very shitty. To what are some try-
1: words you'd use to describe it?
0: Um, it's just too simple. Very simple, very strange, having like the door and then the wall and then a sign that is also completely high live and I is hate overexposed.
1: Color. I hate the color of the wall. Yeah. We should, we could paint it. That'd be something.
0: Uh, we need to get the backdrop. When are we doing that? We- We've been
1: telling people for three
0: hours of three episodes that we're changing the background. When is that happening,
1: Matthew? We need to set a goal yeah because without a goal it's not gonna happen (laughs) i know i don't know could we do it by we could surely do it by next week i will be so
0: excited if we actually get it done by next week i think we can
1: okay let's do it okay next week we go it might it won't be the final backdrop but no but it'll be better Better. yeah
0: we're gonna get a little bit better that's the point Hmm. yeah
1: we could even run two cameras and just like yeah really get it going
0: yeah, that should be exciting as well. Yeah. Ideally, you need like three. You need three. She's a know. pain,
1: but yeah. We do have three cameras. Do we? No. Yeah. We
0: have yours, yours, all oh, the red. That's a massive file though. Because Matty Matt <laughs> has a red camera from work. An hour, that's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, how much is that? File? You, can, you can turn it down. You can change a bit rate. It records that. I oh, no. think you can put it in ProRes instead of RAW as and, well.
0: Yeah, it will still be, like, imagine, I already get, like, 80 gigabytes, I think it is, or 60 gigabytes of this camera. Imagine having that. That's so many gigabytes. Three. That's way too much. <laughs> it's too much to handle. That's the one of the biggest pains of being, like, a freelance filmmaker and stuff, having this the space for all the data Ooh. of and files you and, collect.
1: And that's where it gets difficult, because we all talk about, like, backing it up and good good storage habits right yeah. you're supposed to have three copies of everything mm-hmm. it's like motherfucker <laughs> i cannot afford that many hard drives <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> like, i know even if i had the discipline to, vet, to actually split it out yeah. every time i do a shoot yeah i, ca- I can't that that's. i have about 25 terabyte of stuff yeah and that's me being liberal with deleting stuff that i'm not gonna need yeah so oh. you
0: see i'm I I think you you have never run into the issue of losing data, right?
1: I I have. I I've lost one job, paid job. Yeah. But low paying job. I sort of got out of it pretty easy. Mm. Um but I I tend to when I do accidentally delete stuff like while I'm inside the project, mm. while I'm when the job's not delivered, mm. I'm very like I have multiple Protective, copies yeah and then when you just put it in the archives mm. like sometimes it's like oh I'm shooting an event but the only hard drive I have is my secondary copy of this event I did two years so ago I'm like to that's, wipe gone. It out. that's gotta go Whoa. yeah
0: yeah I yeah. had to learn yeah. the lesson the hard way because I had two hard drives that broke down on me one be- because of me like my my plane fold I dropped it And i was like oh it should be fine it was a Lassie also so they have the orange one yeah so they have the the cover and it fell on a carpet so i was like oh it should be fine you know Mm -hmm. like didn't took it too serious i'm like these are like the best hard drives out there i'm sure it will be fine and then that night i was traveling around asia and that night that i went to connect it it was all gone and it really hurt because i was like halfway in on my trip and i lost everything i have lived to that point Mm. and some things Mm. from before the trip itself yeah that sucks yeah no and then another time i knew like after that my my solution to it was like okay I just need to have one hard drive that has everything, but it stays at home. So everything is in there. I remove the hard drive and everything will be fine. Bad idea. (laughs) Because then the next time the hard drive that was only like four months old broke down and I lost a client work that I was working, like I was about to deliver. And with with that all my stuff from Venezuela, like even my graduation at dentistry, all these things that were so valuable to me,
1: gone. Gone. I think this is we're we're in a funny time at the moment, especially in Australia where our internet speed's not that fast. Mm. But this is where cloud based storage I mm. think is gonna be quite yeah. like good. It's not gonna be fast enough to edit off or mm. anything like that. But if you can sort of upload it and it's there, you, you don't need to worry about it, yeah. but at least it's there. It's just so it's, it's such a time-compromising
0: team thing to upload. And then let's say you actually need the file. If we're talking like a full-on project, mm. it will take so long
1: uh, to download. I think more so like after the fact. Mm. So yeah like i say say i go out and do a full day shoot on the red Mm. i'll be coming home with say three four hundred gig of (sighs) footage so even if you got home hit the upload button when you woke up the next morning it still wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be there yeah exactly (laughs) so I, i i think after the project i i'm like okay i have four terabytes right yeah of the film's edited it's all done but like i'm not I need that to be safe forever because it's good stuff yeah send it to the cloud and then I'm not gonna have three files I'll have like one copy of it on Mm. a hard drive Mm. that I can access all the time and if anything should happen to that I just get another one bring it down from the cloud again Mm. I think that's gonna become more popular as it gets cheaper because it's still not that cheap it's
0: not that cheap yet to have like a great service where you can access easily because I've seen services where they sort of like copy everything you have but it's not like you can navigate through the files it's just like a full-on copy of everything and if you were did, did you get to a point where you need it I don't really know how it'll work I guess it downloads everything but it's not like you can just specifically download little things and the birds are fucking singing so hard Mm -hmm. right now what's happening there it's like they're going to war or what
1: i'm probably trying to kill Django. yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) wow going crazy um yeah so nowadays what i do is the way i I manage it is i have a main uh, hard drive which i forgot Uh, they're redundant so it's constantly making a copy and the the main hard drive where I edit from. Like the RAID,
1: RAID style. Yeah,
0: RAID style. So it's constantly making a copy in case something fails. You have a copy just there. But then when you finish the file, I have like two more hard drives and I make copies in there so I can erase it on the main one and I have a double copy of it, Um, which is still so annoying to make they copy every time because you. I need to remember like, okay, I need to put it on then, those two hard drives.
1: Then you get to the stage when they get full, yeah. which is what I have. So quickly. So I have... So quickly. I don't know. I, I'd have maybe 10 to 15 hard drives mm. and they have a piece of paper, sticky taped to the <laughs> top. Yeah, classic. And it's got dot points of what's inside that hard drive. Yeah, same. <laughs> like so many of those hard drives. I, I got mates that are photographers yeah. and he's got a Pelican case. Yeah. Full. He'd have... You'd have 50, 60 hard
0: drives. It's it's like the most painful thing to buy as well, because it's like boring <laughs> equipment, but that you need. That I'm not willing to go again through losing files, because you you never know when you will actually need them. And I have so many also like ideas of, 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 films and videos that I want to make in the future. Like, oh yeah, I need that file from 2019 where I, I remember I recorded, you know, all these things about my process and my story that when I, when I sit down to edit, like my full on story, how I got to whatever place I will get in the future, I want to have, access to all those old files. So that's why I'm really trying to, you know, keep them safe. But at the same time, it's expensive. Uh, it's, it's annoying because it takes space. I'm buying like four terabytes hard drives, but every time, every time I need to buy one, I need to buy another pair for the backup of that one. Mm. Yeah. You
1: know? And then that's when you start looking into the bigger options and what becomes cheaper. Yeah. So like my one... It's got four slots that you plug, yeah, like hard drives and in. So you're not paying for all the nice casing and stuff. You're just paying for the for the, the yeah. actual disc essentially. Yeah. And then you plug it in, copy across, pull it out, get yeah. rid of it. I mean, it's not cheap, but it's cheaper. What's the brand?
0: That what, that's what you have at work. Yeah, it's. Mm.
1: I think it's GeForce. I mean, it was like. It was expensive. It yeah. was three thousand something There's dollars. So much like,
0: money. Like that nice enclosure. Yeah, like yeah. the actual
1: enclosure is awesome and it takes four slots and then it does a heap of stuff. It's fast. But it's the same price as a MacBook, bro. Like if you're if you're a freelancer trying to get the most bang for your buck, mm. it's hard to justify something like that. <laughs> and it's like Yeah. But it's a necessary evil to necessary have necessary <laughs> evil yeah because I, I guess if you keep buying laces which I was doing I got so many 2 terabyte laces
0: oh no too much uh, I and mean, then it's like
1: 200, 200, 200, 200 sure enough yeah it's better because I buy their 10 terabyte slot in things mm. so you really once you do that I think they're $500 and you only need it what twice a year yeah
0: and in the end like hard drives you can't rely on them like not a single one. They're so they're so unreliable pieces of of of
1: gear. You know what I'm more yeah. guilty of than not backing up my hard drive. What is formatting my memory cards too soon?
0: Oh yeah, I know that's one of your biggest flops. You oh, I've done never, that. Never, never, absolutely never format your SD cards. Never. You never. We went traveling, we've been going traveling for work twice, you never format your SD cards. I, I did all your backups, I remind you, so. I didn't
1: have my, my laptop broke before that last trip.
0: Matthew, you never format your SD cards.
1: No, I do, that's how I lose footage, because I, I run out of space, because I haven't formatted it for the last five shoots. I ran out of space and I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> well, you get to
0: that point because you haven't formed your essay, You get to a point where you have to do it and you're like, yeah, I'm sure I have everything. I think I Somewhere. Have
1: it. Boom. Lost it.
0: Gone. Um, we were listening before this podcast, the podcast of Joe Rogan with Kanye West. Mr. Kanye West. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that, on that
1: conversation mm. on, on, on him as a human? Hmm, Tricky one. Mr. West, he's—I've only listened to the first fifty minutes. I think he's definitely on some sort of spectrum hmm. in terms of he is a—he is a creative genius. He hmm. does think in ways that are abstract. Hmm. I think he is hugely self-obsessed. He says he's not narcissistic, but I think he is yeah, definitely—he
0: definitely is. <laughs> autistic yeah he's
1: like on the spectrum of autism in some way Mm. um which i guess most genius type people are but i don't know if he's a genius because he's not saying anything incredibly smart like he's coming up with some complex thoughts Mm. and i think his confidence gets a lot of that across Mm. which is why he's been successful Mm. but i think some of it is like oh man if you didn't have the fame and the and the success to back it up mm. you'd be like what is this guy saying it's a tricky one because i don't know and he's not giving any good solutions too
0: exactly right yeah, yeah. he's he's first of all he's a christian uh, well, he's the son of god like he was mentioning god so much that i was like oh please stop stop with the religion thing and then well that's his
1: whole thing yeah now
0: now he's just the yeah like, can you say that most christian person on the planet i don't know <laughs> which is is that <laughs> English grammatically correct? I don't know. I,
1: I guess so. it's it's strange though, to see where he's come from, and then he just exactly he just sort of says, "Oh yeah, God spoke to me, or God came to me, God, and I believe God, he, God. God, he's put me in charge to do this." And it's like, where's the differentiation between that and a schizophrenia a schizophreniac going? Someone's talking to yeah, me in my head. Exactly. It's like yeah yeah it's weird it's it's just
0: weird man and it, it look i respect whatever people want to believe but the more me personally the more i educate myself the more i experience things through life and the more i open my mind to people from all around the world the more i don't believe religion is like a true thing you know like that there is a a, a or well, god, or something. I don't know. It's just
1: Yeah, definitely definitely not in the forms of like organized sort of what's on paper. Mm. Like you can't take a literal belief of the Bible, which he does. Yeah. Um he was talking about some pastor who says stuff exactly like and he loves it unfiltered yeah. by getting the words directly from the Bible. Yeah. He said something along those lines mm. and it's like, dude, this was written 6000 years ago by people that have, were not educated to start with and then it's been translated 10 times and it's been retold that many times. Yeah, so it, it has gone
0: through so many hands. Mm. It's, a, it's like a message. You know, when you, when I tell you, hey, Matthew, you know, I, I discover a treasure in our backyard. Then you tell that to another person and you add a little thing. Chinese whispers. Yeah, exactly. And mm. it, it ends up being a whole different thing after going through so many people. It's the same with the Bible, right? So I don't know. When I when I when I when I heard him say stuff like yeah when I have done my best performances, it was because God was speaking through me. I was just like this is crazy. How crazy, how can bro. you believe this is okay? <laughs> I don't know, man. In my in my head it's just it's just strange the religion <clears> stuff, <throat> yeah.
1: If he goes to if he does go the presidential route, there's never been a president that hasn't said he's religious. Do you think Trump's religious? He <laughs> no, he's he yeah. is not
0: religious. <laughs> yeah. He says he is.
1: He probably <laughs> like, does to make some people happy. No, yeah. he has to yeah, to say yeah. he's happy. Yeah. If you look at if you go to like an institution where there's typically smart people, like a university or mm. like some science thing, mm. the majority of those people Aren't religious, yeah. especially not in the sense like they could be spiritual or they could believe in whatever the origin of what made people write the Bible. There yeah. could be something, yeah, but they definitely don't believe the earth started 6,000 years ago or that there was a man turning water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> or there's a- I was
0: just thinking about that, I was <laughs> literally thinking about that. I was like, Isn't that insane? that insane. We've been told that someone could turn water into wine. And we believe on, it. He like, walked
1: on water. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, but he that's, came back to life, all these things, you know, like. That's just Christianity. Then there's a whole realm of other ones, I think.
0: Exactly. Because there are so many of them. Like, the, this I, is the one we know.
1: Well, <laughs> I think um, Ricky Gervais says it very well when people ask, how do you not believe in God? And he's like, look, there's 7,000 deities, 7,000 gods. mm you don't believe in six thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Yeah. I don't believe in seven thousand.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's pretty similar. That, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Okay? Um, it's funny because uh, I was listening to a guru from India and all these things. Um, he don't, He's not into religion, and he he just put it this way. He's like, I really don't understand how people believe that there is a place that is better than this place. How do you know this is not heaven? You know, like, and how do you, like, why do you, one thing that religion has in common in all, you know, the different ones is that they all promise a better place. And that's what drives people to do stuff. You know, like the guy that goes and kills himself to kill the people, to blow himself up, is because he's been promised that he's going to a much better place. It's like, how can you believe that? What are your proofs that
1: there is a better place than this? You know, like, yeah. I, yeah, I think it comes from. I think it comes from like an innate human desire to want to believe Mm -hmm. because we have this weird um, way of rationalizing. I think
0: more than a desire is a need. A a need. need, We need to believe and stuff. Yeah.
1: Because we have a hard time coping with death Mm -hmm. and loss, Mm -hmm. and it's way nicer to think. Oh my! Death, loss, and aging. Aging, it's tough. Mm. It's much nicer to think, hey, my granddad's here in spirit. Yeah. My granddad's watching me. It's a fairy tale. Like, it's nice to think that. I get that. Yeah. But you can't throw out everything we know about everything for that reason.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: No, and and it's a tricky one because then another
0: thing that I was thinking is that all these people, you know, that in the eyes of most people are doing the wrong things when you come to like the source of why they're doing it most of them is for religion and they think they truly believe they're doing something that is right according to their own set of values and beliefs which is weird you know like i don't get it man i Mm -hmm. i feel like it should be like plain and simple and religion has a lot of good stuff as well, when it comes to setting the values and be like, hey, don't kill, you know, don't yeah. steal. All thank,
1: thank God someone wrote down not to kill or I was going to go <laughs> and kill everyone. <laughs> <Something like that>. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to write that shit down. <laughs> um, do, were you raised in a religious household or religious schools?
0: So uh, well, I was in religious schools and then in my house we're supposed to be Catholic. But it's not really like we don't go to... The, to church or whatever but then i noticed that my family is constantly like i'm not just my parents like my uncles all these things is constantly um sort of like when something bad happens that's when they record to religion kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. like there's no other thing or explanation let me just go to this safe little place it's a strange phenomenon It's it's weird right like there's few people that they actually take religion whether they're feeling good where everything's going great and when things are going bad there's a lot of people that they just go to religion when they don't know where else to go kind of thing
1: yeah or it's just sort of in their life Mm. like both my dad and beck's dad grew up in the catholic church yeah altar boys the whole works Mm. and both of them have had nothing to do with it for a long time yeah when me and Beck got married, we or before we got married, we started talking about where we were going to do it. Yeah, and when we spoke to Beck's dad, we're like, "Oh, we're looking at this like hilltop place, this yeah. place," and he's like, "You're not getting married in a, in a church?" <laughs> yeah, we're like, "No," and he's sort of gone. I think I think you should. And we're like, when did you last go to church? <laughs> and he stops and thinks about it. And he's like, Fair point. <laughs> Fair yeah, point. Yeah. That was his go-to thought. Yeah. Because that's you know, his that's mom. Why goes to he was taught, you know. People like, get married in church. Yeah. A lot of he just probably assumed from when Beck was five years old, he envisioned her getting yeah. married, he'd walk her down the aisle in a church. That's in his head. Yeah. So when it came to the fact, he goes back to that train of thought yeah and it actually takes a bit of reflection who he is as a person now to go oh no that's dumb
0: (laughs) yeah no and it's just fascinating to me man that now now like i said that since i'm detached to it and i don't really like i still haven't figured out sort of like what i believe in right kind of thing i'm i'm just like more focused on i don't really care that much what happens after life because no one has it figured out and until then because i'm sure there's a lot of people trying to figure that out so eventually there's one way to find out yeah die yeah exactly so if i don't have this piece of information of what happens when i'm gone and whatever is in the past is already there i can't change it let me just focus on what i have left now you know leave the now and and focus on doing good at trying to become the best at whatever I'm trying to pursue, to manifest, to create, on this shot that I have at life.
1: That's it. There's and, one shot. You know, so. make I'll... the
0: best of it and and stop trying to justify. Because that's the other thing. Like people try feel safe, justifying whatever goes bad. Oh, this is not God's plan. It's like no life just works that way you know life is not meant to be perfect life is meant to have ups and downs and I guess if you feel better justifying it with because it's God's plans yeah go ahead I don't know it doesn't work for me personally
1: as long as it's not hurting anyone yeah that's fine but that's I-
0: the most important thing I believe like as long as your belief on religion or your non belief on religion doesn't affect other people it's mm. all good. Do whatever, well, you
1: know. That goes for all beliefs. Mm. But the thing that's harder to watch with religion mm. is I'm like, I know this is affecting, this is putting some form of limit on your own life. Mm. Like, it's not my place to say that you're doing it wrong because you do you. Yeah. And, yeah, it's that. that's difficult. When I was in my young 20s, I was like, hard atheist. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm like, fuck these idiots. Like, <laughs> yeah. How do they believe in a magic man in the sky? Like,
0: how? <laughs> Bro, when you put it like, like, like when you lay down this stuff, it's just like, how do people believe this? <laughs> I, yeah. Okay. And,
1: but I, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was getting into it. I was watching videos. I was like <laughs> trying to argue with people. And yeah. it's like, like
0: you were looking Man. for the confrontation.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then like as I got a little bit older and people are talking about, you know, there there's probably more to this or it's at least deeper or more complex. I'm mm. like I'm buying into that a little bit more mm. and I'm definitely not going to be a dick about. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me started. If you're a seven-day creationist, yeah. like <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I just find it fascinating. Honestly, the more I look at it from a logical perspective, you know, and the more, the more you talk also to people, like, why do people believe? Nine nine out of ten people believe in God because they were taught to believe in God.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost no one believes in the God that their parents didn't believe in. Exactly right. Which exactly is right. that alone. That's virtually, w- virtually
0: none. How,
1: how does it make sense that I think it's 70% of United States is Christian and then whatever percent of India, like they're split up into different religions. Mm. So if you're born there, you believe in this God. If you're born there, you believe in this God. Mm. That alone yeah. is enough proof to say either they're the same thing, and you guys should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way this place can be right and this place can be wrong. It just depends where you're born into, as which one you believe into, which household, and know. how gullible you are. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's it's just very interesting because, like I said, I was I was born. Maybe we weren't the most you know religious pushing family, but. <laughs> I was born into that, and you know, I did everything you do when I got baptism and all these things. I, I did the same thing, yep. you know, but because your parents think, "Oh, this is the way to go." There's no other option, <laughs> you know, like
1: my dad did. My mom was brought up with no religion, mm. and my dad was brought up Catholic. So dad's just mm. like, "Let's let's do this," and then it was like, I think reconciliation. Mm. And we started they taught us we could go in and talk to the priest dude, tell him what you did wrong, and then he'd it's make it just so silly. And then he said, Okay, you've been forgiven and mum's like That's he's not just forgiven. If he does something wrong, like we can't teach him that he just has to say sorry and that's yeah. it. All is he forgotten. Needs a, he needs a smack. <laughs> he's like, Well there's no repercussions for it. Yeah. So she's she's like Religion aside, I don't agree with that teaching. Yeah, which you know, interesting. Good yeah. honor, and then yeah, she's for sure. she That's she's a good sort of, mom right there. Well, she's like this whole religion thing's harmless. Yeah, <laughs> baptism—it's a bit of water on the head. Who cares? Mm. <laughs> and then, then they then they start. I like, feel like
0: we're pissing off people from religious. <laughs> there's no, we're in
1: Australia, like no one's religious.
0: Here. Yeah, there's in here most people uh, are not really met, religious. And,
1: <laughs> I haven't met any religious people here Mm. that are like dicks about it. Mm. Like in America, you sort of see those crazy videos of like really into it people. Yeah, I know like I got a few friends that are Christian and they go to church every Sunday. And outside of that, they don't talk about it because they know no one else wants to know about it. They don't push it on you. You don't mention it to them. And then they live a normal life. Yeah, They still party. They still do whatever pretty much normal it's weird when you're like why are you doing that bit
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) why are you doing that little that little piece of it why Why? but it helps out
1: i I reckon we should go to the next topic
0: (laughs) yeah religion is a fascinating topic One. do you um, have any topics yeah so happiness what do you believe what are your beliefs on happiness where do you believe where do you find happiness where does happiness come from what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think happiness is something that is something you're chasing constantly. It's, it's not something that you sort of reach and maintain. That doesn't happen because either you get used to it or things change. Or, um, I guess it comes from, it's different for everyone, for me, a sense of achievement mm-hmm. but then also being content with that achievement Mm. it lasts for so long Um, if if I achieve something right obviously the the hit of dopamine Mm. straight happiness Mm. that's your your high of happiness Mm. Mm. but then being able to look at your situation or whatever you're in and saying I'm content with this is Mm. like a deeper internal happiness Mm. so sometimes like I'll wake up and I'll have Beck and Django in the bed and I don't actually have to go and do anything. I just look around, got my house, living on the Gold Coast, cool job, dog, wife, a everything. A Venezuelan. A, a beautiful living Venezuelan downstairs, living downstairs yeah. in my basement. Yeah. Um, and and that's sort of like a internal happiness that I've been working on for a longer time yeah. than those short bursts. But both of those kind of happiness don't last forever unless you're sort of working or trying to do something with it interesting view what's yeah. your view <laughs> um i do agree with most of
0: the stuff you say uh i've just finished reading by the way uh, the art of happiness with adalai lama right and um, is a psychiatrist or something so someone that understands like the human behavior and human mind and all these things
1: the dalai lama is not a psychiatrist no no,
0: no. The guy that wrote the yeah, book kind of job. thing um he's a buddhist and he's like the head of state of tibet the dalai lama yeah yeah for yeah. the people that don't have idea what's like uh, who's the <laughs> dalai lama because there's many of them as well one at a time. Though. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's it's one sort of like the, time, yeah. the king of the Buddhists. Exactly right. <laughs> a great way to put it in. It's like the Pope, really, I guess. <laughs> For the Buddhists. The Pope, but less sex with children. Exactly. Yes. Um. So, yeah. So, this is a person that, you know, have pretty much... They live at peace. You know, they live with no material stuff, all these things. So... They're, they're very happy humans. And my biggest takeaway is that anyone can create happiness wherever you are at life. It doesn't need to be... If you're waiting for you to achieve the things you want in life to be happy, you're doing it wrong.
1: For sure. So Happiness happiness,
0: is not a destination.
1: It's to do with perspective as well. Yeah. Yeah. If I was lying in bed Mm. and I'm like, I'll be happy when there's a better car out the front, that's not me putting in my perspective to find my own happiness. Yeah. What I
0: mean is like you can't wait to be happy because it's not going to happen then. You're going to live in misery. You know, like happiness to me it becomes a choice of daily thing. Like you get to choose if you want to be happy or not. Because in the end, it all comes down to your perspective. So if you choose to have a negative perspective on life, like, oh, I don't have, let's say, yeah, I live in Australia and all these things, but I haven't achieved the dreams, the dreams I have. I don't have a nice car. I don't have a girlfriend, all these things. You're choosing to look at the wrong side of the con on my view and obviously you won't be able to be happy because you're choosing to see all the negative of this stuff you're lacking
1: and you're attracting a lot of negativity exactly. when you do that
0: exactly which it doesn't yeah. also help you it's know like, so uh,
1: everyone's being mean to me it's like yeah because yeah. you suck <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, straight up you suck <laughs> um yeah so it's it's like to me every day i wake up i have a I have a chose, um, a chose, I don't know, a choose choice, a choice, exactly. (laughs) Fucking broken English. Every day I have a choice to make. I wake up and it's like, is it going to be a great day or is it going to be a shitty day? I instantly, of course, constantly do my best to choose happiness and then program my brain, hack my brain into trick him, even if it's not the best day, even if I know it's maybe the week is going to be tough, it's going to be bad weather, I have a lot of stuff that I don't want to do, whatever, I'm tricking my brain into believing that it's going to be a great fucking week or great day, and then in that moment... I'm choosing happiness. I'm choosing to be happy and you know I'm constantly, you know, giving you compliments, all these things that sort of reinforce that happiness. Cause then I tell you, hey Matthew, you look amazing today, go kick ass, whatever I tell you in the morning, same for Beck. That watching your reaction of getting that little Kickstarter of your day makes me even happier, you know? So it's hmm. like, Oh, I'm boosting my own happiness and then So the takeaway of the book is like, doesn't matter where you are, you can cultivate happiness with different little mindset things or hacks like tolerance, patience, um, you know, being in compassion, empathy, hardworking. What were you saying? Achieving goals, like setting goals and accomplish and watching progress. Those are things that feed your happiness so that that was like my biggest takeaway with it that because there are also examples of people that have been born or somehow ended in the worst circumstances you can humanly possibly imagine and they choose happiness within those in this book that were uh, explaining some cases of tibetans monks that they were uh, captured by Chinese and all this stuff and they were putting like concentration camps they were they were being tortured incarcerated all these things and those guys still choose chose happiness you know so it's Mm. it's it's a choice it's a choice and Of course, we're humans, so sometimes it'll be difficult. Imagine being a a monk, you know, and you're incarcerated, being tortured, and you're choosing compassion for that person that's torturing you. Like, it's not easy, and that's an extreme case, of course. But daily, we have little things that, depending on your perspective, on your life, on your circumstances... Can make you unhappy, you know, and it it can be just a person that that is honking on traffic, you know, desperate, and you choose to, you know, like, yell at him and and wrong ones. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So to me, it's a a daily war in my head of fighting against hatred, you know, like, um, anger, whatever is positive, uh, opposite to positive traits. So happiness, ultimately, in my perspective, is something that you get to choose every day. You have the power. You have the ultimate power of choosing to be happy and you can nurture that happiness so you can make it sort of like constant along the way. And some days you will lose the battle. Some days, you know, you will lose a close one and it won't be easy to choose happiness. You will be sad. You will be disappointed, maybe at life. You'll be angry, maybe at someone that took his life or whatever. But you have to always have that war, that mental war, that internal war, and trying to become that come out victorious kind of thing. That's the way I see it. It's like an internal. Daily battle with the negative yeah.
1: traits. And I think a part of that is being conscious of how you're feeling and addressing it from taking, taking a step back and saying, I'm sad mm-hmm. or I'm frustrated. Yeah. But if you're just feeling that emotion, you're not going to deal with it very well. So taking a step back, realizing maybe why, getting some perspective on the whole situation, mm-hmm. going like, it's really not worth this yeah um and and then using that knowledge to make the choice to try and be a little bit better you don't have to be smiles mcgee yeah but if you can walk into work and say what's up guys happy monday yeah or yeah it's gonna come back and then sort of a snowball effect of
0: good vibes good vibes which is ultimately what we share mm. about you know like the more you're encouraging your happiness working within yourself to be happy because that happiness is an inside job it's something that no one if you're expecting people to make you happy that's definitely not sustainable same with the destination it's not sustainable because you're gonna have people that are gonna break your heart like there there will be people that will disappoint you there will be friends that will do things that will hurt you you know that That's going to happen. That's how life works. And so you need to be prepared for those days, not relying on those people to make you happy. Like, and that's my idea as well of coming to a relationship. Like whenever I get into that stage of finding someone that I want to get into a relationship or whatever, I'm not expecting that person to be my other half and this crazy bullshit that we have invented on the Western culture, you know, that there is another half to me. No, I'm my own me. I'm a full me. And I want to find another full human with who I can share all this happiness and love and things that I have. And then,
1: and then when you find her, you become one whole. <laughs> and then just, you become half of that, Nelson.
0: It's, it's just weird, man. <laughs> that, that idea that there is a half.
1: You you'll get that. Your your
0: half thing is out there waiting for you. So there's not one.
1: There's the there's, there's not one. Definitely not no, one. There, for I sure. Mean, you you could you could fall in love and marry thousands of people. Mm. Right, and it'll probably work out because there's no soul matey type deal. Yeah.
0: But that's why but, we are led to believe that there is like, there are soulmates, that there is your other half somewhere out there that once you find that person, you're going to be super happy. Life is going to be beautiful.
1: I, I don't think anyone that's been no. in a relationship for 10 years thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> no, before that, for sure. That's what, that what it's sold with movies, all
0: these things, songs, you know, like mm. that's that's how we grow up, expecting to find happiness as well with another human which is is just insane. Like, you need to be happy with yourself. You need to learn about happiness with you. And maybe for you could be different because you found back years ago. You've been almost like growing up married (laughs) together. You know, at, at what age did you guys got together?
1: I was 18
0: yeah. Holy shit! Ten years together. Yeah,
1: which was interesting because yeah. we always went into it. You don't it. get that nowadays, really. Well, that's it. <laughs> I think we were pretty, oh, I guess, open about the fact that when we were eighteen, we weren't going to be the people that we were always going to be, and yeah. we actually had that conversation where we're like, "Look, we're we're going to grow as two people," and there was tough points along the way, and it was like we may grow apart may happen like we said that um as we become real people are we going to work together or not and i think that's where we got lucky that we were able to be like this is actually working and we're quite independent as like because we're not like the yeah, same you person. guys
0: have their own stuff going on so, constantly so
1: we definitely grew into like two people that sort of managed a relationship from like, when we were both 18, we're not the same people, right? Yeah, for sure. So, back sure. then, it was just, like, a couple of kids that liked each F-ucking other. Fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> like rabbits. And <laughs> that <laughs> And then, yeah, by the time we hit, like, 24, maybe, um, we're like, okay, we're real people now and we're doing our own thing. And especially now, another three or four years later, once we got married and we, like, got careers and we're doing our own thing, we're just... Constantly living these two side by side lives and making them work together nicely, but we're not like no oh, uh, super reliant. That's a weird way to say it. Yeah, careful when- with the words you choose because <laughs> no. you have a
0: wife. Don't listen to this, sir.
1: Uh, <laughs> when you're 18 and in love, yeah. you think that's the whole thing—is you yeah. two, right? No, it actually takes becoming your own person. Like you said, not half of one person, mm. but two people coming together in one whole thing that makes sense. Mm. And then you're that half of that.
0: Yeah. I, it sort I of get makes it. sense. I, I get what you're saying, but I still think it more than being like, I'm the half of it, it's like, it's more like this is what we created.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't call them my Do other you? half. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I understand where the saying comes from. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just strange that idea and that a lot of people are expecting to find happiness in another person. I like mm. I have heard so many people tell me in the past couple of years that, yeah, I really want to get into a relationship. You know, I don't feel well right now. It's like, how can you expect to find someone? To like and make like contribute to their happiness when you're not even happy by yourself. It's just it's just to me it's
1: just two plus two. You know. Yeah, you should be happy in like your own person, or you can definitely find someone that makes you happy and then pursue that. That might work as well. But then you're relying on that like what happens Uh, the day because
0: that person is never perfect so what happens that day that person say something that hurts you and that you know
1: like it depends is their actions making you happy or do them as a person help you find yourself i think that would happen a a lot i think that would happen a lot that someone finds a person that makes them be a better self
0: but that's a little bit different okay yeah that's so, being you've been lost and you got lucky and found someone that has more self-awareness more happiness with themselves they, they have a better grasp of reality life whatever and then they help you get a little bit of that yeah. if you're just reacting, right. that's that's fantastic you know that and props to whoever finds that person you know like
1: but if you're just reacting to someone in their actions and then being so beautiful and that's what makes you happy yeah that's not gonna last
0: no, especially for okay. because of looks, they fade away. But like that—that's what I mean. Like what what you mentioned before that, yeah. If you, if you find someone that makes you happy, it's like no, no. You need to be happy before f- expecting someone that makes you happy. What happens if that person realizes like I definitely don't want to be with this guy? Then your happiness goes away because of that person faded. No, no. Like <laughs> like I, the way I see it, is someone like. You have this little seed, right? This is happiness. I'm choosing every day to nurture that little seed with patience, tolerance, empathy, compassion, you know, like educating myself, things that will make you feel good, you know, achieving um, hobbies, sports, making relationships, connections, all these things. And then you nurture, you transform that into whatever beautiful flower is meant to be particular to you. And then you find another person that hopefully that's the ideal because you will have people that will try to cut your flower. So you better keep those away from your life. But hopefully you will find someone that will come and be like, hey, that's a beautiful flower. I want to contribute to make that flower even bigger more you know like amazing so and that person contributes to your happiness but you're not depending on that person that's the way i see it. it's like okay i'm not relying on that person to take care of my flower that's my flower but that person is welcome to come and nurture the flower does does that make sense
1: it makes sense it makes sense how much time we got uh
0: we have one minute left. one minute left <laughs> yeah how yeah. was that? How you feel about this episode? We went deep on religion. Right? Deep,
1: yeah, sorry, religious people. <laughs> yeah. We already have a group of people that hate us. Yeah. Religious people. That's okay. There's not that many of them, just most of the world.
0: You're a minority. <laughs> <laughs> and Matthew, you're not helping. Where can people find you on social media?
1: You can find me at at a guy called Maddie on the Instagram.
0: Interesting. Um at Nelf Life and on every platform make sure to follow the good vibes theory on instagram subscribe if you like this video and if you want to give the extra mile to really help us to make something out of this podcast it will be awesome if you take the time to leave a review on apple podcast
1: five stars thank you are we on apple yet
0: yeah yes we are oh yes we are Ooh, boy! Wow. We're taking over
1: boom smack bang on an hour we're
0: back no 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 anyways we'll <laughs> see you guys on the next episode goodbyes for everyone good vibe peoples how was that? It's pretty good. Mm, fourth fourth You're episode. You're
1: lucky. We were about to get into why you haven't found a lady yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd definitely <laughs> save that for like the fifteenth episode. <laughs>